Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. And then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond. Because it's no holds barred. Will you back down, turn and run? Or stand up with the best? Is no hold board. No hold well, Why don't you just go take a piss? In the Bermuda Triangle. You, see, you don't want to do that. Well, my, so. my, uh, I, had a bud- I had a buddy when I was young who worked for like the Montreal subway. Not the restaurant, the, uh, the train system, right? And he told me that um, his dad told me that one guy, a guy, I went and peed in the track and electrocuted himself. Oh, like, yeah, was and and then kill himself or like accidental because he was trying to pee. I I don't think they got a talk. I don't think they talked about his motive. Like a lot of people kill themselves in there, right? Uh, but we don't know if that was a motive or not. But th- but then what's going to happen if you piss into the Bermuda Triangle? Mm. Well, it'll probably just vanish like everything else. I guess it just feels like you're really asking for trouble. Right. There's already enough trouble there. Oh, yeah. Were you it's scared like, of the Bermuda Triangle as a child? Uh, not really, because I wasn't near there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, like I would, it was a place I didn't want to go near, but, like, I didn't actively fear something happening. So, I had a book when I was, like, in grade four that was, like, world mysteries or, or interesting coincidences. It was something like that, right? And, like, so there was a Bermuda Triangle in it. Yuri Geller. Do you remember Yuri Geller? Is that Ross Geller? Oh, actually, I don't know. No, it's <laughs> not Ross's grandfather. I don't watch Friends ever. It's, um, it's the guy who could, like, bend spoons with his mind. It's just a complete four. And then, but also when there was the coincidences between Abraham Lincoln and the assassination of Lincoln and the assassination of JFK. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. And I was terrified of the JFK one. Did you think that that was going to happen to you? No, I was just convinced that there were like spiritual forces at work there. I was also kind of being brainwashed by the Catholic Church at the time, too. So it happens to everyone pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They forced me to eat that bread and shit, Mm -hmm. right? And drink that wine. The. I had a book like that, uh, but the big one that always freaked me out was Nostradamus. Oh, yeah. In the mid-90s? Did you watch that Ancient Prophecy show? I feel like maybe, but I had the book that, like, went over the stuff he, you know, purportedly predicted accurately. And then the stuff, you know, the big one was, like, World War Three and the destruction of New York City. And this is, this is like, pre-9-11. So um, that was, like, the big one I remember them putting in there. And I was like, oh, shit, like, it's coming any day now kind of thing. So I got super into Nostradamus because of this, like, it was a show called Ancient Prophecy. Right, I remember the show, with, sure, yeah. Well, it was, it was like, a one-time kind of special that they brought back. So they dealt with, like, at first the Egyptian pyramid and how, mm-hmm. like, one inch equals one year in the path. Then they talked about Revelation. Then they talked about Nostradamus. And the Nostradamus, like, it had, they had the creepiest possible guy narrating this shit, right? Right, right. I was terrified. Like, the, the Antichrist was supposed to be called Mabus. Mm-hmm. And then I bought yep. the actual prophet, all of his prophecies. And you read bought them. them. Okay. Yeah, like I got it for Christmas, like this fucking tome. <laughs> the uh, 
I actually took a class in college that was the book of John and Revelation. Oh, no, uh, John and the book of Revelation, something like that. And we actually studied like revelations, which I took a lot of religion classes going through Catholic school from, you know, kindergarten through college. Uh, And that was the most interesting one to me, actually, because it was like I always liked when you touch on things where you never really got to. It was like, you know, history, you kind of reset the clock and you always do the fucking like revolution and all that stuff over and over. Uh, and like when you finally get to like the more current stuff, it felt like a big win. Like, oh, we're actually going to talk about Vietnam in this class, you know. Mm. Um, so it felt like that way to me, like after all the years of just talking about the Old Testament or Jesus, like to actually cover the end of that book with Revelations was pretty cool. And we actually watched this fucking uh, Left Behind with Kirk Cameron because it kind of tied into it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I got so into that stuff that I did all my orals in English on this stuff, and I won all the public speaking contests with it. Oral vampire? Yeah, I was uh, blowing vampires, yes. Mm. Well, are, we, are we doing this show tonight on prophecies? Uh, Well, we're prophesying who's going to be the best worker – of all November pay-per-views in WWE history. Oh, but we're going to talk about Nostradamus instead. Did he prophesize who was going to win this one? I guess we'll find out. Oh, okay. So, we've been doing this every month, ranking these pay-per-view performers by month. November is basically pretty much a Survivor Series, right? Outside of a couple. Yeah, there's just a couple of like those Cyber Sundays thrown in, which are fine. Like they're they're good. Uh, November was a weird month because like, you know, like like I've I, I don't know if I've chronicled this so much as we've we've gone through this, but I always kind of like when we're preparing this, we take anybody who's had a great match and put them into consideration, then look at their catalog, right? And that's kind of the basis for that. But the problem with this is that like because of the survivor series matches if a survivor series match is great then you might be dealing with upwards of 20 guys just in that match right so do all of them qualify who does who doesn't like this was much more of a nuanced look at this than i would say the other ones were just like okay these are the great matches let's break it down well let's get nuanced then let's get nuanced let's get nuanced 30 guys we're going to rank. We got 30 of them. That's right. Random order. CM Punk. Aaron, tell me about CM Punk. Okay, so CM Punk is, uh, I I think I've made this point before. He is, for me, undoubtedly, probably the most consistent wrestler maybe they've ever had, like, on on the roster. Like, I don't know if you, I I don't think you can make the case for greatest, but definitely he's up there in terms of most consistent, right? And so CM Punk debuts at the 06 Survivor Series in November. And that's a really interesting match because he's out there with DX and the Hardys, and he's the one getting all the cheers. That's the Mike Knox match where he gets kicked in the face, and Mike, Michaels yes. is like, who, who is that guy? Yeah, that instantly. Match, pardon me? Instantly. That's right. And so it's a good match. I, I like it. It's not it's not crazy or anything, but it's pretty memorable. Then the, well, the way they went about it, too, is interesting. Because I remember at the time actually being really excited for that match. I think it could be like a classic. And I was shocked when they did the full-on squash and the faces all survived. <laughs> like, at the time, yeah. that seemed crazy. 
because we're just used to the visionaries squashing right. everybody, right? That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was really interesting. And I, I, I like that match. I think it's worth talking about the next year. He's teaming with Kofi against Miz and Morrison. Okay. And I think that's a good, like a uh, pretty high three and three quarter star match. Like it's a very strong match. And he's another one of these guys who's just in a bunch of survivor series matches. So in 08, he's in a survivor series match. He's a good part of it. Oh nine, same thing. Um, but when we get to 11, we get, uh, his, uh, title win with Alberto Del Rio. Where he finally gets the belt back in the right. uh, back half of 2011, mm-hmm. which I think is a legitimately great match. I, I really enjoy that match. I think it's very strong. And um, that's the match, too, where he brings in Howard Finkel as his announcer. Yes. Get the new, which is the last time we heard it. The year after, he's got a very good triple threat with Cena and Ryback. And then he finishes out in 2013 in uh, a handicap match. Oh, no, it's not a handicap match. He's teaming with... Um, Daniel Bryan to face all three Wyatts, which again is good. So I don't think it's anything crazy high, but it's, it's a worthy uh, performance uh, collection from punk. Yeah. So what did you grade that Del Rio match? I have it at four. Okay. So let's put him at like 18 right now. Okay. 18 out of 30. That seems fair. Like I don't expect him to win, but. Right. He's got a four star match and then a bunch of kind of cool stuff. Yeah. And an important part of a couple of survivor series matches. Right. And nothing bad. Oh, no, never. He never like that's why I say he's one of the most consistent because like, you know, like Shawn Michaels has won three of these months. Right. Right. But he's got a ton of bad stuff, too. Yeah. Punk's worst stuff is what that take or sell. And there's a couple other ones here and there. But yeah, it's like one of the taker matches is good. And then the other one's kind of garbage. Yeah. Yeah. But even then or the the straight edge stuff with Big Show isn't very Mm -hmm. good. All right, let's talk Hulk Hogan. So Hogan's one of these guys, and I'll let you go through it, but he's mm-hmm. one of those guys where he kind of breaks the mold a bit because he's not – you're not going to find a lot of – a ton of great performances, but he's just – he's one of those guys that just feels so important to the um, to the event. Right, right. And yeah, I mean it starts with 87 with him main eventing, uh, which is a really fun match, and he's the focal point of it easily. Uh, so yes, like that's, that, that's a big plus for me, that match, uh, especially, you know, we, we really dove into his feud with Andre on our last episode of Noel's Bard. So uh, I think we've covered that, but this was a big piece of it all. 88, again, part of a big angle at the mega powers versus the twin towers. The team's a little weird, but he is yet again, the focal point, him and Savage are at the match and yeah. it's a big time match. 89, <laughs> a bit of a black mark for him. I think, uh, the teams are awesome, especially his team. Yeah, but that match is a disaster. That's Jake and Demos, right? Yeah, which is just a shit show where uh, Zeus and the Powers of Pain all get disqualified. Jesse's losing his fucking mind. And then Hogan just like waxes DiBiase at the end. (laughs) Um, And then you get the post-match where Savage and Sherry attack him with the powder in the locker room. Right. It's still fun. Like, it's not... That one is like a booking problem more than anything else, I find. Right. But, I mean, by that point, I kind of put him hand in hand with the booking <laughs> right toward the end <laughs> like he could have put over DiBiase there safely in the middle of the card and not hurt too much you know or at least like not have everybody disqualified correct that, that that's was... what hurts that match yeah right and Jesse just burying it <laughs> doesn't help uh 90 I do like it's fun uh because him and Earthquake are in the middle of their feud and they have some fun stuff in there but him and Barbarian have mm-hmm. a really good final stretch at the end and it's a cool moment for Barbarian and of course 91 he's got the Taker match which is fine and uh, where he loses the world title, and that's it, I believe, right? 
Yeah, you just left out the finale of 90. Oh, right, yeah. Which I know is silly, but I it's like I I've always loved that idea. Like maybe yeah, the execution wasn't yeah, I mean, everybody's tired, right? But I don't know. He still wins that match. He still feels like a big deal. I like the Taker match. I, I, I think that's actually, I don't want to say it's great or anything, but I wouldn't say it's a bad match in any way. No, it's better than Tuesday in Texas. Yes. Less uh, human remains being thrown into people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So would you have him about Punk? I think so. Like, he feels just way more. Look, so that 87 match, I have it four stars. Yeah, that's a great match. But and he's, he's like, definitely a. I know there's ten guys, but he's carrying the face side. Yeah. <laughs> sure. like, like for me, there was four guys in that match I wanted to give credit to, right? I wanted to give credit. Well, I I kind of threw Rude in because Rude's got a bunch of other stuff, but I think you got to give credit to Andre in that match, mm-hmm. and you got to give credit to Bam Bam. Yep. But Bam Bam is he even here. No, I think we cut him out because he just doesn't have anything else, so he's not going to score high, right? Not big on a Goldust match. Uh, no, we don't need to uh, talk about that. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so I think that's a legitimate. I, I would say that's a. I, th- I would say that Survivor Series match is better than the Punk Del Rio match. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Seth Rollins. <sighs> Guys, we always talk about right. Mm-hmm. So at 13, he's in a Survivor Series match. He's teaming with the Real Americans. It's the Shield and the Real Americans. Against fuck, who are they fighting? I think it's like Rey Mysterio, Sin Cara. Anyway, it's it's very good. It's the I, it's actually the only good match on that card. Okay, like that's a really kind of terrible show when you look at it. And um, actually, it's not true. The Brian and um, Punker match is pretty right. good too. So it's the opener. It's um, the Shield and the Real Americans against Cody, Goldust, Rey Mysterio, and the Usos. Okay. Yeah, no reason that why that wouldn't be good. Um. So that's that's his first appearance. Then in 14, he's in the Authority Survivor Series match. Where Sting right, that with Dolph and Sting. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but he's not a huge part of it. Like, it's it's not really so much about him. Uh, he's not at 15 because he's hurt. At 16, mm-hmm. he's in the um, the big uh, Raw SmackDown Survivor Series match, but he's not in a, he's not super memorable in it. 17, he the Shield fights the New Day in what I think is a legitimately great match. Uh, 18, he, I think he's got a great match against Nakamura. One of Nakamura's few great matches on the main roster. 19, he's in a Survivor Series match again. And at 20, it's, he's always in this Raw versus SmackDown shit. So. 20 doesn't count. Uh, so, I mean, he's a pretty good resume. Yeah, it's just he's he's always a cog in a, in a multi-man match. Like right. He doesn't have that single... Let's get the Nakamura match. Yeah, that's the one that'll kind of put him up there. So, Above in fact... Uh, yeah, and I mean, do we want to put him ahead of Hogan? No. I and just Hogan think he's f- important and memorable enough to pass Hogan. That'd be the argument, is that, like, even in his Survivor Series matches, he's rarely the focal point of it. Right. Like, right. there'll be another guy coming up who's always the focal point of his Survivor Series matches. Right. So. Okay. I think it's fine there. It's pretty high for him. Okay. All right, Demolition. Uh, they're in the 87 one, right? But they're kind yeah, of they are. overlooked. They're not really broken out yet. 88 is obviously censored all about them <laughs> with yes. them and the, the turn with Fuji and all that, um, which, of course, is super memorable. 89, they're in the Hogan match we talked about earlier with all the kind of clusterfuck, and they have a good showing there. And 90s, kind of a shit show for them. But it's cool. 90? Like, yeah, like, it's like, it's not a good match, but, like, 
I just love the visual of perfect with them. I love them going up against the LOD. Like, I, I agree, it's kind of a shit show match, but there's just something so cool and interesting about that concept. Right. Yeah, that's fine. Axe with his awful hair. Oh, God. That old man hair that he just, like, normally gelled it down, but he decided not to that night. Just didn't give a shit. He was done. Yeah. So, I mean, they're at the bottom, probably, for me. <laughs> I mean, I guess the 88 thing's pretty big, but. Well, I mean, it depends how much we want to weight those tag matches, right? Because, mm-hmm. look, like, I have the 87 tag match at four and a half stars. Yeah, I just don't think they'd do a ton in that match. No, but I have the 88 one at four, and they're the focal point of it. Right. And then they're right. also in the team with Hogan. Like, so I think we're kind of putting, do we want to line up the 88 tag against the Hogan-Andre tag, uh, tag from 87? I just think the Hogan one means more because the Hogan and Andre. I would, I guess, but I don't think it's as far as we're thinking because that's the match that turns demolition face. Yeah. Which, you know, they were going to turn anyway. Like, (laughs) like that could have happened anywhere. You know what I mean? Sure. But Hogan Andre could have happened anywhere too. Right. Yeah. I guess I just, the 89 one. Yeah. I guess that's not their fault either. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know maybe, if I can above Hogan. Maybe, above Rollins, I'm fine with. Maybe right behind Hogan? Yeah, I, I could do that for now. Okay. All right, Davy Boy Smith. Uh, are they in the 87? I know they're in the 88. They must uh, be in the 80s. Yeah, they're, no, no they're, yeah, they must be. I don't know why I don't have them listed here, but they must be there. Unless he was Dynamo's heart, they didn't put him in. It's possible. 88 is definitely they're in, and that's the one where they're on the costume video. They didn't even they clip out their elimination. Um, but they have a pretty good showing in that one. Then he's back for 91. He's in that really fun opener. With, yeah, they're uh, in 87 that. also. Okay, all right. Kind of forgettable, apparently. So, But they're uh, not. They, they're in it quite a bit. Like, the, I, it's, it, 87's a weird one because what I take away from that one is the Islanders, the Killer Bees, right. and the Young Stallions. Right, yep. So 91, he's in that tag with Flair and Piper. Uh, yeah. Then he's gone till 94, where he's in that weird opener with the Teamsters and the uh, bad guys. And it kind of just gets eliminated by Diesel and that. Then he's part of the Brett Backlund match, which is important. Sure. Yeah. It, well, most of <laughs> he's probably the least important of the four since he lays on the ground for most of it. But right. uh, 95, he's in the wild card match, which he survives, which is a fun moment, right? He celebrates with the faces, even though he didn't yeah. do anything. Uh, 96, he's in that pretty fun open with Furnace and Lafon. 97, he's in that forgettable match. And then Team Canada with no one from Canada on it. Yeah, that, that match. It was a cool an idea, but just does not develop well. I will and say then, that yeah. being there live for that, because that, that's uh, the infamous uh, Montreal mm-hmm. Screwjob night, right? Um, and like when he hits Vader with the bell, I don't know how much it came off on TV, but he got like the biggest pop of the <laughs> night, like cheating. Well, there you go. Something for him. Yeah, and then '99, it's him in the Mean Street Posse. <laughs> yeah, that batch. Uh, so I, I mean, what's he based on? The tags again? Yeah, the tags kind of get him uh, in there, but he's got other stuff to back it up. Like I really like that '91 match. Right. And, and the '96 match is good too. Yeah, and even the wild card match. I, I when I was rewatching everything, the wild card match was probably a bit disappointing, mm-hmm. but it's still good and fun and different. So. I mean, I don't think it gets him above Hogan or Demolition. No. Maybe above Rollins? 
Although Rollins has two four-star matches. Yeah, I think he's right below Rollins. Because, again, he's not always the focal point of those. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, you want to do the first half a taker, and then we can trade off? There's a lot to go sure. on. Yeah. All right, so 1990 obviously is a uh, pretty iconic moment, his debut arrival in that match. And he looks awesome, and they protect him a bit by having him get counted out. 91, he wins a world title from Hulk Hogan. 92 is a terrible match with Kamala, uh, and it, it is Coffin terrible. Coffin match. It is terrible. I'm just yeah. having rewatched it for a place to be podcast. 93, he's in the main event, which is a fun moment in the build where he opens the coat, and he's got the old American flag in there. Uh, again, and that, yeah. that really leverages setting up him and Yoko for their title feud. 94, his match with Yoko is fine. Like, it's, it's not great, but it's fine. Uh, yeah. It's made of any good Chuck Doris running around out there. 95, he just destroys the Royals, which is a pretty fun moment, actually, as far as like dominant squashes go. Uh, so that's a good comeback for him. 96 is a pretty fun match of Mankind. Then 98, he's in the tournament. Right, so what's he got a yeah. couple there? He's got the Rock. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the Rock and he fights Kane because they get a buy, right? Yeah, neither are that great. No. But he's like falling apart by that point physically. Yeah. 2000 is the match with Kurt Angle and Eric Angle. Those sh- the shitty pants. Yes. Oh, God. That's like, that's what I think of when I think of the worst of the worst of Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, oh, one, he's in the uh, war to settle score. The fuck they call it, Brawl then at all. Um, to take all. Yeah. That's it. So he's in that. And again, he's probably the worst part of it, given that run. Uh, one of the worst parts of that match mm-hmm. in his worst year. Oh, uh, two. He's not at because he was out. Oh, nope. three. He fights Vince in a bloody, pretty hard hitting buried alive match. It's pretty fun uh, yeah. and disgusting in many ways as well. Oh, uh, four. Is he in a four? Yep. Is that in, the, uh, in there Idaho? with a noted poet? Yes, Heide Reich. Yeah. That's not the. Is that the last ride match though? Or so. casket, or whatever the fuck it is. Either way, I think the last ride is at uh, Armageddon. Okay. Yeah, well, that should have been. They should all should have been the last ride. Oh five, he's not in, but he does have his big return, which is pretty cool. Sure. At the end. Oh uh, six, you want to take it from there? Yeah, he has a first blood match against Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. yeah. It's not good. Um, 07, he's got a great match against Batista in a Hell in a Cell. So that's nice and fun. Yeah. Uh, 08, uh, one of the worst matches of all time. It's a casket match against the Big Show. <laughs> yes. I hate that match. Like, hate it. Um, 09, he's got a cool triple threat against Y2. That was the year they did the two triple threats for the tag yes. uh, for the big belts. Yep. So this one's very good with Y2J and uh, Big Show. Mm-hmm. And then he disappears until 2015 when he and Kane fight the Wyatts. Right. The random yeah. Brothers of Destruction reunion. That's it. So it's it, this. it does feel like a typical Undertaker month. Not as... The bad isn't as bad, though, as usual for him. Like, the worst is Kamala, but even that's kind of short. Um, big show. And the big show match. And other than that, uh, like, I guess the angle thing, but that's not even as bad as, as Fully Loaded was that year. Um, the pants were way worse. Right. So it's not as bad, but he also doesn't have the peaks of the usual taker either. So this is actually kind of a more of a middle ground taker than the usual extremes. Uh, of course, he's pretty synonymous with the show, which I think should count for something. Yeah. Like, he's got his big debut there, which is a big moment. He's got the title win over Hogan, which is a big moment. 
I don't know. Um, Put him right in the middle. But I feel like he means more to the show, like than Seth Rollins. I I, I, I agree. He does. Hogan. Put him. Put him what above Hogan? I don't know. Like I feel like he's really synonymous with the show. But Hogan's got like, none of the dregs, like the bad that like. Right now, just take care of anything as good as the main event of '87. I have the winner take all as a better match, but he's not really an important part of it. No. All right. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think I, I think he's above demolition. Okay. B- below Hogan above demolition. I think, I think that feels better. Okay. I can right. with that. Big daddy, cool diesel. <laughs> so 93, he's in the opener. Pretty forgettable. Savage eliminates him pretty quick. 94 is kind of his you know the finishing touches of his breakout they're where really he heating just, him up <laughs> yeah where he's just like eliminates what four guys or th- three or four guys in a row and then sean super kicks him back and he stalks sean to the back and that yeah. springboards him to the world title 95 he's got an all-timer with bret hart and is he done that's it so he's probably pretty high based on that all-timer with bret and Nothing really bad. 94 is like a big moment. Yeah. I think it's above Hogan for me. I mean, him and Brett is like four and three quarter to five, depending on who you're talking to. I have it at four and a quarter. Yeah. Always just a bit lower on that one for, I don't know why. I like it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But, mm. um, I mean, I could live with it. I feel like Hogan still means way more to the event than Diesel. Yeah. And it's it's not like he's dr- dragging at the event either. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just, we have to wait the Brett match. Between yeah. Me, I guess. But I don't even know if, I don't think that's even the best match at the event. You know, I, 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 I mean, like, I don't think it's the best match in Survivor Series history. You? Oh, I think about that year. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Oh, yeah, yeah, that year. No, obviously, I don't think it's the best in Sorcerer's history. Um, but it's, it's it's up there. It's not like you know when we were doing April and we kept coming back to Cactus Jack and Randy Orton, right, 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 or or even Brock and Cena. Yeah, like the, yeah. Th- those are like, like, like way. I, I mean, maybe you have this as comparable to that. I don't think I do. No, I think when I did this with Chad, I was at like four and three quarters around there. So huh. no, not like an all timer. But it, I'm sure it's in my top 100. I know that. Right. Um, all right, fine. Uh, above Taker or below Taker? See, I think if he goes ab- below Hogan, he's got to go below Taker. Okay. Even all though right. Taker has bad, so we put him, like, right below Taker. All right, he's above Demolition for sure. Yes. Okay, Kurt Angle has his debut in 99 against Meat. Meat. <laughs> kind of whatever. 2000, the... Pants match with Undertaker. Yeah, I don't blame him for the pants, though. No, not his fault. Uh, oh, one, he is a big part of the uh, brawl to end it all. Yeah. yeah that's right, sir. Like, he's he's definitely a focal point of that match, for sure. Oh, two, he's got uh, nothing, right? He's hurt? Uh, no, he's in a triple threat tag match, which is great. Oh, he is in that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah that match. I think it suffers a little bit because it follows the No Mercy match, but it's oh. good. Yeah, it's not as good, but I still have it at four stars. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, three. 
Is that the match where he's with um, Reigns and all them? Yeah, all that weird one. Yeah. Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. Yeah, it's fine, but yeah. nothing more than that. Or it's like a similar thing, right? It's like Eddie's team against his team. Yeah. yeah. Oh, five, he's got a fun match with Cena. Yeah, which I think is very good. I think that match with Cena is very good. Did he have any in the comeback years later? Uh, yeah, he had one at 2017. He was in that big Survivor. He's in the Survivor Series match at, like where Triple H like <sighs> turns on Braun Strowman. You remember that weird shit at the end of that match? Not really. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it, it was like this weird thing where like Triple H came in just to beat up Angle and then let Strowman do shit. Like, it was just really strange. Right. It's, it's fine, <laughs> but no more than that. Okay. So he's got that three-way. That's a, that's really the max of it, right? And the scene. I think, I think yeah. the winner-take-all is the max of it. Right, right. Um, yeah, and then we balance it with the taker. I mean, meat is short. It's just his debut, right? So would you have him above Bulldog? Yes. Rollins? Yes. Demolition? Yes. Now, do we put him above these guys? These guys feel like a set. Right. I think he's below Diesel because he doesn't have anything close to... Well, in my world. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because even the winner-take-all, he's in there with ten other guys, right? So... Right. So his best stuff really would be that. And even the other one's a three-way tag. Yeah. With great workers. Not that, he, you know, he's pulling his weight, but... And then his best solo would be him and Cena, which is very good. Yeah, I have it at three and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's right below Diesel. That? Tell me why Fuck. Deep Rise in your fave five. Deep Rise in my fave five. Uh, because uh, in 2010, he fights Ted DiBiase Jr. <laughs> in a very good match. 2010 is such a terrible year, right? Mm-hmm. But... Like when you get towards the end and he starts showing up, you're like, oh, oh, okay. There's a there's a very good to great match on every show now. Right. Um, 2013. Uh, sorry. Then he he's off till 2012, where he's in a big Survivor Series match with Kane as his partner against another team. 2013, he teams with Punk against the Wyatts. It's fine. 2018, though, he fights Brock, and I I think that's a great match. And then 2019, he fights the Fiend. I believe it's the Fiend. That's fine, I guess. But it's it's really on the strength of the Brock match that we're talking about him. Right. So how does that stack with the other big matches? Um, I mean, he's probably just a bit below Rollins. Right. Because I think the Brock match is probably better than the Nakamura match. But Brian doesn't have anything that rivals the Shield versus the New Day. Right. Okay. All right, speaking of Brock, why don't you hit that? Sure. Uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, his debut in the Survivor Series is at uh, 2002, where he loses the title to the Big Show in its shock. But I think mm-hmm. the match is pretty good. Then in 03, he's in that uh, um, Survivor Series match. That's one with Kurt, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Matt Morgan. <laughs> That's right. Uh, then he disappears uh, until 2016, where he gets crushed by Goldberg. Which I love. I think yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's great. And then we get this little string. 2017, great match against Styles. 2018, great match against Brian. 
And then a, I think a disappointing match against Rey Mysterio in 2019. I mean, he's going to be above demolition, right? Yeah, and I think you can kind of argue a little bit that in the last few years, he has been really important to the event. Right. Because it's always been like, yeah, it's like who's gonna like who's gonna be the champion to fight him? Right. Now I don't think he has anything as good as Brett Diesel, but I think he's got like two great matches with Styles and with Brian. So does he go ahead of this cluster based on those? Well, I mean, you've been the Hogan guy all night, so is he bigger than Hogan for you on this one? No. Okay. Taker? No, because I see really Hogan and Taker kind of like as two sides right. of the same coin almost. Um, I would, I'm going to leave it. To, I'm going to leave it to you for Diesel because you're just higher on Diesel right. than I but am. But he only that. has that, and Brock's got two. I mean, I'm fine going above Diesel. Okay. And like you said, he's kind of had this resurgence lately where he like that kicks off his run usually. So. That's right. All right, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Uh, so Reigns. Where the hell is he? Okay, so he's he's for 2013. He's in the Survivor Series match with the Real Americans against Cody, Goldust, Mysterio, and the Usos. Uh, he's not in 2014. He's hurt. 2015. He's in the tournament where he wins, and then he loses to Sheamus in the night. So I, it's a, it's not bad. I don't think there's anything super memorable, but it's it's okay. 2016, he's in that Survivor Series match where he spears Shane McMahon out of the air. <laughs> yes, it kills him. And Orton has to go tell his family he's okay. <laughs> uh, 2017, great match against the New Day, uh, Shield and New Day. It's not a 2018. 2019, he's in a very good SummerSlam, uh, SummerSlam Survivor Series match. But then, I mean, I know we don't always count it, but in 2020, I think he has a fucking great match with Drew. Like, right. like legitimately really great match with Drew. So I think that's actually what kind of kept him on the list for me. I was probably going to bump him. But then it was like, holy shit, that match with Drew was really great. So. All right. So we got a factor in Thunderdome. Yeah. So he's on the list. Is he above Punk? I think he's got to be close to Brock. Close to Brock. Okay. You have him above Diesel? I mean, I think, I, again, I, I'll leave Diesel to you because I think that Drew match is like a solid mm. four. And I, I haven't ranked higher, which it probably seems insane, but. Yeah. He's got the New Day one. Is that the yeah. other one? Yeah, yeah, New Day is four stars. But again, he's in a team. But I mean, you want to give him some credit for the 2016 Survivor Series. Like mm-hmm. him spearing Shane is right. the moment of that match. Like, and the tournament. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, I think it's fine. Where are you putting him? Below or above Brock? Below Brock, though. Okay. Okay. Tell me about Edge. Edge. Sorry, God. Did you have something else on Reigns? No, no, no. That's fine. We don't need to talk about Reigns anymore. Okay, so Edge is in like a bunch of kind of like in 99, he's in a Survivor Series match. In 2000, Survivor Series match. In 01, he fights Test. 
that was the uh, IC US unification match. Mm-hmm. 04, fine Survivor Series match. 06, fine Survivor Series match. 06, he also fights DX. I guess that was a Cyber Sunday. Yeah, I think so. yeah. Tuesday. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, 08, he's got a fucking terrible match with uh, Kozlov and Triple H. Mm-hmm. 2010, fine match with Kane. But he gets on the list because of that triple threat tag from 02. Right. I don't think it's enough, though. No, I think he's near the bottom. Yeah. Like, he's just not memorable in any of those Survivor Series matches also. Right. Okay. All right, Stone Cold, Steve Austin. Of course, his first one is a doozy. Uh, Perhaps the greatest Survivor Series match of all time are Bret Hart in Madison Square Garden. Bret Hart's return match. Uh, I have that at five. um, And... You know, I have both of theirs at five, but I'd have Mania slightly ahead, but this one's great, too. 97, of course, is the Owen Hart match, where he's just a complete mess, but the crowd is super into it, where he yeah. beats Owen for the title. 98 is the tournament, where he beats, um, or I should say, loses to Foley when Shane screws him. Very, very memorable moment. 99, he dies, and then <laughs> 2000, he's back. That's the kind of shit show with Triple H. Yeah, and where he murders one, him at the end. Yes, yeah, he commits murder that time, and then 01, he is a uh, obviously a major part of the um, alliance. Yeah. And then 03, he's also a big part of that match too. He's not in it, but the team. Oh, that's right. Team, yeah, and that's a great match too. And he is like a driving force in it as, as a commissioner or sheriff, whatever the fuck he was. So, um, yeah. So I mean, the Brett match to me is the best match we've talked about all night, and. Right. Uh, that should carry him quite a bit. So to me, it puts him above Diesel easily. Puts him above Reigns. Uh, I think he goes. I think he's the top one so far. God, that Triple H match is so shitty, though. Yeah, but I think it. I think it's colored by the fucking murder at the end. Yeah. I think without that murder, it's it's just like a bland match. I mean, and he is the big part of that, the brawl in one. <laughs> Well, and he's a major part of that tournament. In 98, too, yeah. Uh, so, and oh, and oh, 03, I do want to give him some credit for. Because, again, that, that match was built around him and versus Bischoff, so. And even 97, like, yeah, it wasn't the it wasn't the SummerSlam match, but, like, right. it was probably the most anticipated match on the show, maybe? Or one uh, of them? That Brett Sean was. But, yes, it was probably right. second, second most. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, does that make sense? He should be the top so far? Yeah, I mean, the Brett match, I think you could argue is the best in Survivor Series history, so. I think I'd make that argument. I, I don't have it as high as you, but I, I do think it's probably the best. Right. All right, John Cena. John Cena? Uh, 03, he's in that Survivor Series match with uh, Angle. And Benoit that survive at the end. That's yep. that. It's that one, right? The Benoit one, yeah. Yeah. 04 Survivor Series match. 05 he fights Angle. We talked about it. He's just another one of these guys. 06 in a good Survivor Series match. Mm-hmm. 06 he also fights um this is at uh either Taboo Tuesday Cyber, or Cyber Sunday. Cyber Sunday. Cyber Sunday. He fights Big Show and Booker T. That's mm-hmm. when they were it was the champion oh, versus the champion. Is that the yeah. K-Fed match? I think it is. Yeah, it is. Uh 07 he it, great triple threat against Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I really like that match. 08 uh, good match against Jericho, but he just takes the title off him for no reason. 11, he teams with The Rock against yes. uh, Miz and Awesome Truth. Truth. Yep. Yeah. 
12, he's in a very good match with Punk and Ryback, three and a half stars. 13, um, he fights Del Rio. For, that's when he, I think, and I think he had taken the title off him, but this was the rematch. 14, he's in the um, Authority uh, match. match. Yeah. Yeah, but again, he goes out fairly early in that. Uh-huh. Uh, and then 17, he's in kind of a nothing Survivor Series match again. So he's he, he, nothing is he, a bit of an off month for John Cena. Right. So would he be above Punk or below Punk? I think that's the question. I think he's probably got to go above. He's just got more and he's more important to it. How about Bulldog? How much do we want to give Bulldog credit for those 87 tag matches? Not a ton, because I don't think they do a lot. <laughs> like, like they're yeah. fine, but they don't. They're not in it a ton. All right, well then, put it ahead. Of, put him ahead of Bulldog. Below Brian. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. All right, here's an interesting one: Jacques Rougeau. So <laughs> the Rougeau brothers are in both tags, eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Uh, 89, he's on the Roots Brood, which is an awesome team. Uh, he doesn't, yeah. he's kind of the weak link though. He gets eliminated first, I think. Snuck yeah. up about the splash. And then 91, he's in the Flair, uh, Piper match, which is, we've talked about is great. Yeah, and, then and he's 90- funny in it. He's funny in it too. <laughs> yes. Always. And then 93, he's in the main event, which is again, yeah. a, a pretty good match. He's probably at the bottom. Right. But like, I wanted to give Jacques Rougeau some love because you know, we're never going to get to talk about him again on this particular project, right? Um, but I, I love me some Jacques Rougeau, so we'll give him a bit of credit for 87 and 88. I think he's above I, edge. <laughs> I'm happy to put him above edge. <laughs> I mean, I don't think edge has anything. I mean, he's got the triple threat, I guess, but Jacques's got two of those. He main yeah. events a show. He main events is just one, yeah. And he's in the great one of the greatest teams ever, the Roots Brood. <laughs> That's right. Okay, speaking of, we have Ravishing Rick Rude. So he is in the really good main event in 87. Uh, 88, yeah. he's, he's a fun part of that match, too. Uh, Jake gets his final kind of shot in on him with the DDT to finish their feud. Uh, 89, he's the captain of the aforementioned Roots Brood. Yeah, I think, like, I, I want, I, like, Roots Brood is such a cool team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, but I, I think he's, I think he, realistically, Last. he's probably like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's not even like a big part of that 87 match. No, I do like his tights, his road sign yes. tights. Yes, those are really good. All right, what's Batista got going on? Batista. Uh, David Batista. Batista. Right, his first appearance is 04 Survivor Series match. 05 Survivor Series match, even though he's the champion. 06, he fucking kills King Booker. Uh, 08, uh, 07, great Hell in the Cell against Undertaker. 08 Survivor Series match, and 09, he destroys Rey Mysterio, which I think is super memorable. Right. Uh, but it's just the one great match, so. He's probably near the bottom. Yeah, I guess so. Below Punk? Uh, yeah, I think so. Above Jacques. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Above Jacques. All right. The Rock, of course, a very memorable debut in 96 with the floopy hair. He wins, survives that match. Mm-hmm. 97, he's in that 
Nation, LOD, Shamrock, Ahmed match, fine. Yeah. 98, of course, is his night. Yeah. Dominates that tournament. 99, he's in a, a fine main event with Triple H and Big Show. 2000, he... Uh, I'm trying to blank. Oh, Rikishi. Uh, yeah, yes. And I think that's a great match. I love it. It's one of my yeah. favorites. I love that he runs to the ring because he's so angry. Oh, one, he's a major part of that match, of course, the main event. Yeah. Uh, and then, is that until 11? Yeah, and then Miz and Truth. Which is fine. Yeah, it's good. So I think he's in the Taker Hogan group. Yeah. Like, he's he kind of means a lot to the show, but doesn't have, like, the blow away match. I think he's probably ahead of Taker. Right, below Hogan. Because, well, maybe maybe ahead of Hogan, too. Right. Like I, I, I throw out Taker just because like he's right. ahead of Taker because like, you know, they, they both debut there. They both have like good resumes there. But I think he's just got a better resume of matches there. So that's right. why he goes ahead of him. Now, does he go ahead of Hogan is the question. I mean, you could probably argue the tournament's one of the most memorable, biggest Survivor Series ever outside of yeah. Montreal. Yeah. And then you put then you put two great matches. The Rikishi match, which is under the radar, great. And the winner take all, which is really his show, right? Yeah, I think he's above Hogan. Okay, below Austin, though. Yeah, I think he's more synonymous with Survivor Series than Hogan. Yeah. I, I, and I think the Deadly Games, like, is, again, with Montreal, like, the most memorable Survivor Series ever. That's it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, Andre the Giant. So we've talked about 87 a lot. He's awesome in that match. He's great in 88 as well. Yeah, that's when he uh, murders Jake. And Tito. <laughs> yeah, Tito. Right. <laughs> Survives that match. 89 is kind of a tough night for him. Yeah. And then he's done. I, I just love that he chokes Jake to the point where he gets disqualified. Yes. And then he just gets dispatched by, I think it's perfect that pins him. Or right. Bravo. And then he celebrates anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But Andre's awesome in all of the matches he's in. So. Yeah. I mean, 89 is kind of a wash. But 87, 88, he's great in those two. I, I think I'd have him... Definitely above Bulldog. Probably above Cena. Yeah. Above Brian or below Brian? Above. He's way more important. I put him above Brian and above Seth. He's way more important to the event than either of them. What about the Diesel, Kurt, Demolition group? No, I think below Demolition. Okay. Uh, I think he's better than Demolition, but... Okay, we can put him above. I don't care. I just think that 87 moment is cooler. He does win, right? Right. That's it. Okay. All right. John Morrison. Okay. So Morrison, uh, he's got a lot of um, um, early M&M stuff. So in 06, he's in a really good, um, a really good Survivor Series match as part of M&M. In 07, he's got a triple threat with Punk and The Miz for the ECW championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's nearing great. It's a, it's a sneaky little great match. Uh, 08, he's in a Survivor Series. 09, very good Survivor Series. In 2010, he fights Sheamus, and that's kind of a forgotten great little feud in late 2010, Sheamus and John Morrison. So I think that mm-hmm. match is really good. But he gets consideration on the list because I think he's got a legitimately great match with Dolph Ziggler in 2011. Okay. For the uh, I think it's for the Intercontinental title or the U.S. It's one or the other. So I don't think he's high, but I, I think he's worthy of consideration. 
about Batista? Yeah, I think so, because he doesn't have anything bad. Punk? No, I'd say below Punk. Okay. All right, what's going on with AJ Styles? So another guy that I, I kind of threw on the list late, like as I was as I was building it, but then you realize, oh, he does have some good stuff. Right. So in 2016, he's in the uh, SmackDown versus Raw Survivor Series match, but he's a good part of it. 2017, he's got the great match with Brock. Um, 2000, he's not at 2018 for some reason, 2019, I think he's got a nearing great match against Nakamura and Roderick Strong when they Mm -hmm. had the NXT invasion and then a very good match at the 20 survivor series, just a survivor series match. So uh, I think he's in the vein of punk and Morrison and whatnot. Probably above punk because of the Brock match. I'd say the Brock match is better than, um, uh, Del Rio. Actually, should it be closer to Brian? Like, I feel like his resume is similar there. Yeah. And I think I like the AJ Brock match better. Right. Do you want to bump him up there? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I find the very similar, like, those two matches. But for some reason, I think I just connected with the uh, AJ Brock one more. Right. Okay. All right. Dolph Ziggler. Ziegler. Dolph Ziggler. Uh, so Dolph Ziggler first, again, he's in a survivor series match in 09, but it's very good. 2010. He's, uh, he fights Caval, which is like such a strange matchup for the WWE, but it's good. 2011, he's in a very good. Uh, he's in two matches in 2011. That's mm-hmm. how that's how over he was in 2011. Yes, he, he's in a very good Survivor Series match, and he's in got the great match with um, John Morrison. Mm-hmm. 2012, he's in a Survivor Series match. 2014, he's the focal point. Yes, of the Sting match. Of the Sting match, and he's gr- he's great in it. Uh, 2015, he fights Tyler Breeze. It's nothing, and then 2018, he's in a Survivor Series match, kind of thrown in there. So. I think he's he's in the vein of Morrison, maybe like a step or two ahead. Batista. He's ahead of Batista too. Punk. No. No. I don't think so. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that's fine. All right, Rick Martel. So eighty-seven and eighty-eight. He's in the tags, right? Yeah, so. Is he the, no, he's not in the tag at 88. He's not at 88. Oh, right, yeah, because he's hurt or he's out. Yeah. Um, 89, he's in the opener, which is a fun match. Yeah. 90, of course, the visionaries are great. Uh, and he's yeah. the ringleader, and he's in the closer match. Yeah. And then 92, Tatanka. Yeah, and then that's it. <laughs> well, no, 93 is in the opener. Oh, yeah, that's right, he is. Yeah, he's at the end with uh, Kid and Jannetty against him and Adam Bomb toward the end. And that's a fun match. Yes, it is. It's a good finish, too. Yeah, like way, it's it's like way better than it has any right to be. Right. So I, he feels like Bulldog to me, like he's in that vein. But I the Tonka match is really boring. I just watched it. Yeah, like maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe just below Bulldog. I think so, because they, they got the tags. Well, actually, he's not got the one tag, so. Yeah. But he's got the visionaries, so 
Yes, which is also great. All right, the Ultimate Warrior, 88. <laughs> uh, the match is okay, but he's just dominant in it. Uh, 89, kind of similar. I guess it's a fun closer, but he destroys everyone. 90, again, similar, just destroys uh, everyone in that match. Kind of has perfect, takes him to the limit a little bit, but. Yeah. Um, and then he's in the closer, him and Hogan survive. And then that's it, right? That's it. But he just feels like one of the, like, I, I think that it says something that they made a main event 89. Right. Like, yeah, he just felt. Low, Oh yeah, I think he's low, but I think he worthy. He, he was worthy of discussion. Like I'd rather talk about him than Kane, who might right. be in a few better matches. But like, who gives us a fuck about Kane at the Survivor Series, right? Right. Yeah. Whereas he he felt like a draw of the Survivor Series for a while. Yeah, I I don't know. Is he below Morrison? Um, I mean Morrison's got a better match resume. But yeah, I mean the problem with Warrior is. All those matches, like, none of them are really good. <laughs> like, it, like, his performances, I guess, are good, but... Yeah, I mean, I have them all around three, just because, like, I find them all fun, and, like... Like, I, I think Survivor Series actually kind of pads his resume a bit in terms of quality. Right. Because it's, al- it's almost... It's really difficult to be bad in a Survivor Series match. All right, you have him above Batista? Above Batista, below Ziggler? I guess... Yeah, I mean, Ziggler's got better stuff, I think. Yeah, like, Warrior doesn't have anything as good as that, um, as that performance in 14. Right. All right, Triple H. Our boy. So, 95, he gets crushed by Undertaker and the Royals. Yeah. 96, he's kind of, all right, part of that Rocky match. It's kind of few like old us mainly through it. Right, yeah, I think so. Um, 97, he's not involved, not booked. Oh. 98, he's hurt. 99, he's in the triple threat, which is yeah. okay. 2000 is the Steve Austin match, okay. 02 is the Elimination Chamber, which he's 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 pretty good in, but he yep. gets his throat destroyed by Rob Van Dam. That's good, uh, that's a positive. 03 is kind of a shit match with Goldberg, but at least puts him over clean. Yeah. Oh four, he's in that bad, fairly solid survivor match. Yeah, that's the evolution one where against like Maven and company, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh five, he's got the great match with Derek Flair. Which one? Because he's got two. Right. This is the last man standing, right? Yeah, but oh five, Tabu Tuesday is also in. Oh, November. they're both there. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, that's why he's here. <laughs> right. He's got like two fucking. Like very like I have the cage match of four and the last man standing at four and a half. Okay, so those are both great. Oh uh, six, he's in that punk match we talked about. Oh seven, he's in the great triple threat with Cena. But oh he's that uh, shit Kozlov. Yeah, and then 2017, that shitty weird Survivor Series match. Uh, I think he's got a pretty good resume. Yep. <laughs> he's got he three. Best. He's got three four star plus matches. Right. He's going to be up there. As the yeah. above, probably above Diesel. Yeah, I think he's probably above Hogan and company. Yeah. Above The Rock? No. Probably not. 
No, but I think it's closer than we probably want to admit. Right. <laughs> okay. All right, Chris Jericho. So 99, he's got one of the matches I marked out. I, I remember why I can remember this like it was yesterday, marking out for that match against him in China. Yeah, yeah, it was a good match. It's not the one he wins, like, but like it's still really good. Uh, 2000, he fights Kane in kind of a boring match. Uh, 01, though, he's in the winner take all, and he is a big part of that one. Like, I would say that, like, Angle, Rock, Jericho, and Austin, I know they're the ones that last the longest, too, but they're the biggest parts of that match. Right. Yep. Um, oh, he's not at, uh, oh, two, he's in the chamber. Oh, three, he's in the, uh, the Shawn Michaels Survivor Series match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. four, Survivor Series match is just another normal one. Uh, 08, he fights Cena, uh, and 09, he's in that. Oh, and 07, he's in the Cena match. Uh, 08. Oh, 07 is the triple threat. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking Sean. I got thrown off. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, 07 is, it, yeah, but 07 is. Him and Jer- him and show and Taker, right? Yeah, the triple threat with Cena and, uh, uh, Triple H and Michaels is in 09. That's oh, sorry, I'm thinking those are 07. Okay. I don't know, but he didn't, he wasn't back in 07 yet. No, he comes back right after it. Yeah. Uh, 09, but in 09, he's in the triple third against Undertaker and Big Show, which is very good. Yeah. And then in 16, he's in that, that, uh, Shane McMahon murder match. He's got a pretty good resume, but it, it's, it's nothing crazy. Right. All right, yeah, like a bulldog above him. Yeah, he should probably go above bulldog. Does he go above Cena? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Below Brian, though. He doesn't have anything like the Brock match. No, that's fair. Okay. Unless you want to give him major credit for that winner take all. Right. But I think we're at the very least splitting that amongst four people. Right. And giving Shane McMahon zero credit for it. As he deserves. Ric Flair, 91, of course, we've talked about the opener a bunch. Yeah. 92, he's in that fun tag with Ramon versus Savage and Perfect. Yeah. Which is like a three-star deal. And then, uh, oh, what's his next thing he's in? Oh, five. Oh, right. Okay, he's got the two matches with Triple H. Yeah. Is that it? No, and then oh, no, 06. And the 06 is in the Legends thing. Yeah, and then it, there's a Cyber Sunday where he fights the Spirit Squad with Roddy Piper. But, which I actually think is okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But he's probably going to do decently in this. Like, Yeah, I mean, the two Triple H matches alone, plus the opener 91, three-star in 92. Sa- yeah, and Savage Perfect is like a huge match, right? Right. All right, where's he with Brock? I think he's ahead of Brock. Hogan and Taker? Do we want to weigh the quality of the flair matches versus the reputation of Hogan Taker? Like like the, the feel of how tied they are to the event. I think he's below them. Okay, so above Brock, below Undertaker. Yeah, if he had one, I don't know, 
Like if that 91 match meant more, maybe, you know what I mean? So funny. For some reason, that match means a lot to me. Although, you know, he does also play a big role in their match. That's true. Like I have the, I have the 91 opener at three and a half and it's a lot of it's on him. Yeah. All right. I think he's above him, but below triple H. Yeah. Which is sad because I think he, I don't want to say he carries Triple H, but like it's his emotion in those matches that really helps it, right? All right. How about Randy Orton? So earlier we talked about a guy who's like synonymous with Survivor Series matches, right? Because he had that string where he won a bunch of them. So all he's got is Survivor Series matches. He's in the Michaels one. The next year he's in the one where they beat Evolution. Mm-hmm. In 05, he wins again. In a in like a very a nearly great match, 06 he's in one. He fights DX in 06 too. He fights Shawn Michaels in a very good match in 07. Survivor Series yep. 08, Survivor Series 09. That's the Kofi Kingston one. He fights Wade Barrett at 10, which isn't good. Survivor Series in 11, which is great, which is good. Survivor Series 12, Big Show in 13, which is terrible. He saves uh, Shane McMahon's family in 16. He's in that weird Triple H one in 17. And then another weird one in 19. So him, it's like all like, how much do we want to weigh how good right. he was in those Survivor Series matches? How they built up that streak? Like, but his single stuff is shit. He's <laughs> got nothing. Like, yeah. Well, it's HBK, HBK is good. Yeah. It's Bar- Barrett's garbage. Big Show's garbage. All right. Well, Sackham versus like Rollins. So Rollins. Rollins has the Nakamura match and the New Day match and then a bunch of Survivor Series matches, but like you would never associate him with the event. Right. All right. Demolition. He has nothing that rivals the magnitude of the demolition turn. Right. Okay. I think he's fine there then. Okay. All right. And finally, we have Brett the Hitman Hart. Fuck. All right, let's see how well he does. Well, 87 and 88 is in the tags. Yep. 89, he's got that fun little mini match with Savage during their match. Yeah. 90, he's got the great closer with DiBiase in their match there, in that taker match. 92, very good match with Shawn Michaels. Uh, borderline great, like a four-star. I'd, star, I'd say it. great, yeah. 93 is probably his worst. Yeah, it's awful. 94, uh, Backlund, great match of Backlund. I just watched it recently. I think I went four and a quarter. Brett Diesel, which we all know where I regard that. He's got the Austin match, (laughs) which obviously is an all-timer. And then he's got Montreal. Which is great. It's very good. As long as it lasts, it's very good. So, I mean, I guess he's number one. Clearly number one. Did it, Marcus. Yeah, like, I mean, like, look, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six four-star matches. Mm -hmm. Like, hang on, hang on. What? We have one more competitor, Aaron. Oh, shit. One more. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Okay. Charging in. Let's do his resume. This could be it. 88, he's in the tag. 89, he's in that big main event with Warrior. Yep. 
and he shows well, honestly. 90, uh, he's in the, he's probably the best part of the face side of the Visionaries match, I think. Yep. 91, he's probably the, the best part of that match, too. It's a long one with the nasties, and it, you know, pretty much is like the final, one of the final blows before the turn. 92, he's got the great match with Brett. 93, yep. he's got the bad match with Brett. Yeah. 94, he's in that big part of the Diesel thing where he kicks Diesel. 95, he's in the wild card match, and he's one of the focal points of that for sure. 96, he's got the great match with Sid. 97, he's in Montreal. Yeah. Oh, two, he wins the chamber. Carries the chamber. Yeah. Oh, three, he's amazing <laughs> in that match. Yeah. For sure. Um, so. Oh, five, he's in a really good Survivor Series match Ross again. Smackdown, right? Yeah. Oh, six, he's in the punk match. Yeah, and then he also has a match against with Triple H against Rated RKO, which is good. Yeah. Oh, seven, he's got the um, Jericho. I mean, not Jericho, Orton match. Very good match with Orton. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, eight, uh, he's in a Survivor Series match again. And then uh, oh, nine, uh, Triple H, Cena, uh, triple threat. I think he's the best. Well, hold on. We got to compare him to Brett at least because, come on. No, I so, think he's got him. Okay, look, hold on. Brett has... Got him, sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six. He's got six four-star matches. Shawn Michaels has one, two, three, four, five. So that's close, right? But do we factor in how... Um, like, Because like Shawn Michaels really helped those mid-90s mm-hmm. sur- Survivor Series concepts, right? Yeah, well, and also, he was the smart one in Montreal. Right. <laughs> well, he is the better part of that match in Montreal. All right, let's do this. Let's read our top 30 and just see what happens at the end. Okay. All right, so here's our November workers of all time. Number 30, Ravishing Rick Rude. Number 29, Edge. Number 28, Jacques Rougeau. 27, John Morrison. 26, Batista. 25, The Ultimate Warrior. 24, Dolph Ziggler. 23, CM Punk. 22, Rick Martel. 21, The British Bulldog, David Boy Smith. 20, John Cena. 19, Chris Jericho. 18, Daniel Bryan. 17, AJ Styles. 16, Seth Rollins. In right in the middle, Randy Orton. 14, Demolition. 13, Andre the Giant. 12, Kurt Angle. 11, Big Daddy Cool Diesel. 10, Roman Reigns. 9, Brock Lesnar. 8, The Undertaker. 7, Hulk Hogan, which I think is higher than most people would have him, but right. I think it's cool. 6, The Nature Boy Ric Flair. 5, Triple H. 4, The Rock. 3, Stone Cold Steve Austin. 2, Bret the Hitman Hart. Well, no, hold on. We have to. Are we actually going to put Michaels? And one, Shawn Michaels. We're out of here, everyone. Listen, everyone stay healthy, stay safe, have a great holiday time period. We got to go. We're out of here. They're calling us off the air. Drop the dookie. Listen to everything on the North-South. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Bye, Jockass. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy, toy. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy.
I mean, I guess we can't do another screw job, right? Well, it, it's a thing. Can the we thing do another do one? Is, I guess it's, it's, a, it's, it's pretty beaten to the ground. It's a thing they do at Survivor Series. It is a thing they do, but we're not going to do it here. No. We're going to rectify the wrongs that were made, and Bret Hart is our Steve Mr. Steve Austin November. is going to be number one. <laughs> <laughs> Bret Hart is our number one. Uh, uh, but really, would you have Michaels, too? Oh. Coming in, I thought so, but I don't know. Now looking at it. Yeah, I, th- I don't know. I think yeah, that 203 helps him a lot. I think he has to be too because look nobody has like he's got like i said he's got five four-star matches right that he's a part of like austin right now is number two right he's got two and then he's got the tournament right and he's got a lot yeah i mean look brett's the clear winner right like yes like clearly the winner because he's just in too much and like yeah i just meant sean versus austin and rock i don't know um, I, I think he's. I think he beats okay. them. He, like, I mean, you, he that Sid match is legitimately great. Yeah. So. Is this our most chalkiest top ten? What do you mean chalkiest? Like, it's like the top ten guys on the list, pretty much. Like, I feel like usually we get like one sneaking in. You know what I mean? But like all ten are just like legend guys. You know. Yeah. Reigns, Lesnar, Taker, Hogan, Flair. Triple, like, I think it's our most star-studded top ten. Yeah, like last month we had Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks in. Right. Like September, Seth Rollins did well. Dean Ambrose did well. All right. What's our mania? Is, is it comparable to our mania? Like that one's probably our closest to being the most quoted. So mania is Hogan, Michael, Savage, Rock, Austin, Undertaker, Vince, Warrior Flair. Yeah, Warrior Flair angle. Yeah, all right. So that's our. This and Soraya Sarah's are our closest. Fred Hart finished 11 at WrestleMania. <laughs> so, so even somebody's got Christian in the top 10, right? So like, and and Punk who's a star, but not the biggest, and Brian. So I, I think this, I'd say Mania and sorry, in November are like our two. Without looking at all of them, I would assume they're like our two most loaded. Yeah, and it, you know, it, it. I mean, it makes sense considering. Right. Um, it makes sense considering they were the first two pay-per-views. So you're going to get all the legends at their peak. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that'll really do it. Tune into North South Connection Podcast Network. We have tons of great stuff dropping constantly. Uh, I mean, please go in and leave us a rating and a review on, on any podcast app. It helps a lot with just getting extra ears and spread the word. Um, so we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll be continuing our uh, reviewing and ranking every WWE World Title Change of All Time series. And then we got one more month to go, Aaron. We'll be done. Just going to do December. Yep, and it's going to be a weird one. For sure. Drop that dookie. Drop that.